From May 23rd to 25th, the Human Rights Foundation's community reunited in Norway for the 2022 Oslo Freedom Forum at the Oslo Concerthus. Guests from all corners of the globe joined together to discuss the year's most pressing human rights issues and to brainstorm new ways to expand freedom worldwide. This year's theme, Champion of Change, represented a strong, scalable call to action for our community, inviting our audience to act and advocate on behalf of activists who are themselves champions and their causes. At the Oslo Freedom Forum, we realize that everyone has the potential to affect change, either as a champion on an individual level or as part of a larger movement. Welcome to Dissidents and Dictators, a series of conversations by the Human Rights Foundation dedicated to exposing and challenging authoritarianism around the world. This episode was recorded during the 2022 Oslo Freedom Forum, a global gathering of activists and dissidents united in standing up to tyranny. Since 2009, individuals have come from across the world to educate, share, and inspire at the Oslo Freedom Forum. You can watch this programming and more on the Oslo Freedom Forum YouTube or Facebook pages. Lucy Kassa is an Ethiopian investigative journalist whose reporting on the ongoing bloody conflict in Ethiopia has exposed systematic sexual violence and starvation and other war crimes by all sides. Her investigations, published in major outlets, including Al Jazeera, the Los Angeles Times, and The Telegraph, have triggered an international reaction from the UN and Western parliaments and contributed to bringing sanctions against war criminals. In 2021, she was physically attacked by security agents and received death threats for her work. But she refuses to stay silent. I woke up last year on the morning of February 8, complaining to my cats I hadn't slept all. As usual, she was walking on me, jumping on me, also complaining. I woke up late to give her food. It was a pretty typical day for us. And then, I heard a knock in my door. I wasn't expecting anyone. When I opened the door, security agents raided my house and threatened to kill me. I had been working on a story about a 27-year-old mother who was held captive for two weeks in a military camp two months after the ongoing bloody conflict in Ethiopia began. She had been gang-raped by 15 Eritrean troops who at times took turns assaulting her for over eight hours, leaving her spine and pelvis fractured, torturing her together with thousands of other sexually enslaved women. And I had been researching stories for some time that they marked the beginning of my own personal persecution and swore. The security agents who raided my house took evidence I had gathered and warned me to be silent. Three days after the raid, I published my investigation about the sexually enslaved woman in the LA Times. The same day, the Prime Minister's office released a statement saying, 
I wasn't a journalist. The supporters waged an online hate campaign against me, which aimed in discrediting my work and depicting me as a criminal. I was forced to flee. On November the 3rd, 2020, Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed, who I would like to note is a Nobel Peace Prize laureate, sent troops to Ethiopia's Tigray region, igniting a civil war. The conflict, which has killed thousands and left over nine million people in humanitarian crisis, initially began as a political controversy between the federal government, led by Abiy, and the Tigray region's ruling party, the TPLF. But soon, disturbing evidence of ethnic cleansing, weaponized sexual violence, and mass starvation against the civilian population began to emerge. For months, the Prime Minister rejects reports of ethnic cleansing and weaponized sexual violence by his troops and allied troops from Eritrea as politically motivated false reports. He denied the very presence of these Eritrean troops who committed the most horrific war crimes over the course of this conflict. The government blocked all communications to the war zone and barred journalists from entering the region. All warring parties in this conflict have committed atrocities. In August last year, as they advanced to neighboring regions of Afar and Amhara, members affiliated to the Tigray forces have committed atrocities, including sexual violence and extrajudicial killings on civilians out of retribution. They have gang-raped girls as young as 12 and 14 years old. The overwhelming amount of evidence suggests Ethiopian government troops Allied troops from Eritrea and local Amhara forces have committed the most horrendous, large-scale, systematic atrocities against ethnic Tigran minority, which could potentially amount to genocide as defined by international laws. Outside war zones, Ethnic Tigrans who live in the capital and the rest of the country have been rounded up by government police officers, arbitrarily detained, their businesses closed, have been taken to detention camps across the country. Many have forcefully disappeared, tortured, raped, and killed inside the camps. Others have been subjected to ethnic profiling and hateful rhetoric by government officials and activists, including the Prime Minister's advisor, who called them cancer, weeds, devil, and called for the erasing from history. In December last year, the UN Human Rights Council passed a resolution to establish independent investigation into crimes by all sides. The Ethiopian government objected to the resolution and pledged not to cooperate in any kind of independent international investigation. The Ethiopian government 
even attempted to block funding for the UN committee, which will investigate the abuses. Russia and China backed the Ethiopian government. The bid to block funding failed. But I can help but ask questions. Why do you have to fear and object to an independent international investigation unless you have something to hide? What's more in the dark that's terrifying the Ethiopian government this much? And why are we journalists being attacked and receiving so much hate and trade for doing our jobs, for exposing the atrocities? Whenever other colleagues and I publish stories that don't suit the government's narrative, the supporters open a huge campaign of smear, online hate, bullying, and calls to violence against us. That became my everyday reality. They call me traitor, enemy of the state, terrorist, and other appalling misogynous levels all because I chose to shed light on the truth. The sole aim of the traits and haters to tire me out, silence me, silence the victims of this brutal war. They think by attacking me and feel as a brave journalist, they can bury the truth. But the truth will always come to light. Even if I don't fight for it, it will fight for itself. It will always find ways to reveal what's hidden. I am only an instrument. I always get overwhelmed when people ask me about the brutality of this conflict. For over a year now, I have been talking to survivors almost every day. The horrors I have witnessed have left me haunted and speechless. I have gotten used to horrors no one should ever get used to. One still makes my heart bleed. The story I did for Al Jazeera in April last year was about a mother who was given a 24-hour ultimatum to flee her hometown in western Tigray, alongside other ethnic Tigran residents of the town. As she was fleeing with her keys, the Amhara militia, who controlled her hometown and ordered the ultimatum, found her and gang-raped her. And then they inserted a hot metal rod into her genitals and burned her uterus. They told her they don't want a Tigran womb to give birth. A video shows Ethiopian government troops shooting and drawing bodies of young civilians to a hill. And these gruesome footages and testimonies are still coming, stealing my joy eroding the hopes and beliefs I had in the goodness of humanity. For almost a year now, the Tigray region is under a deadly siege, 
with all communications blocked, no humanitarian aid, no medicine, no banking service. People are cut off from accessing their own money and their bank accounts and are dying from starvation. As an investigative journalist, all I care about is finding evidence, verifying accounts. But as a human being, I grave for the victims of this brutal war. I expect justice, peace, and support for the victims, particularly of weaponized sexual violence. Play your part in bringing this. Thank you for your time.